Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Easy Sports Podcast. It is... I didn't look at the date. I didn't look at the date. It is November 17th. Thank you. You're welcome. November 17th, <laughs> 2019. Uh, we're, we're off and running. This is... That was the worst one I've had in weeks. It, yeah, because normally you look at it and then you say it to yourself a few times over like some weird mantra. And then you say, okay, ready and hit record. Yeah. I don't want to forget. Yeah. It'd be bad. Well... I did now, but Today was the day. it's fine. Uh, anyway, we have a kind of a loaded, uh, loaded in content, but not topics. And so the two things that we're really going to focus on on this show, uh, two big things that happened this week in the NFL, were the Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, Thursday night football, Steelers, Browns disaster. That was one of the worst scenes I've seen in fo- a football game or at the end of a football game in a while. Uh, the Colin Kaepernick situation, which has gotten a ton of coverage. Uh, and as we've, we've learned over the past couple minutes before recording the show, we have slightly different opinions on how it all played out, how it should have played out, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we, we should, let's, let's start with something light first. Great. Kansas played Monmouth. Oh yeah. On Friday. Uh, we're up 55. And Momless point guard decided while we were dribbling out the ball, he was going to steal it, run to the other end, throw down a dunk, down 55, remind you. Now I guess 53. Sure. Throw down a dunk, start screaming at our players, say, I don't give a fuck to the fans, and then proceeded to get a technical foul. Both free throws were converted. My favorite argument to this that I've seen. Okay. Play until the clock runs out. Yeah, play through the whistle. Oh, yeah. God. That uh, that it was so. So I was at the game on Friday, mm-hmm. watching that transpire live was about the most cringiest thing I've ever seen in my I'm entire sure. life. Sure. It was genuinely. I mean, you're watching this dude getting in our guys' faces, like short little white kid getting in our guys' faces, screaming at him, yelling, running down the court, like trashing trash talking fans you're down 55 yeah your time to trash talk has passed (laughs) it's over the game is over and especially like how bitter do you have to be to look at a crowd and yell i don't give a fuck at the crowd exactly you're so bitter he was so so he was so remarkably butthurt by the situation he couldn't handle the fact that they the game was over it was done and yeah. it, he, it's got so bad. Um, his name was George, George Pappas. Was. Was. <laughs> uh, I say that because he has gone completely dark on all his social media. He deleted his accounts because people were just, I mean, absolutely roasting the guy for this. But he's okay with his teammates taking the heat because now his teammates have come in like support of him and have been actively saying things like, oh, you don't know this guy. He's just a competitor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And now they're taking heat for it because KU fans, and I would argue rightfully so, are in the comments like, wham. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a difference between being a competitor and... Being a douchebag. And just being a douche. Like, and he was just a douche. Yeah. And, and it's one thing, 
I get play through the whistle. It's one thing if you're down three, you see the guy yeah. like dribbling out the ball. Very and you big sneak difference. Sneak behind him, take it, and run down and try to get a quick score. Fine. Or if in, in the middle of an intense game, I you know me, I have no issue in the middle of an intense game, you jawing off at people. Yeah. I you're don't crazy, care. sure. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Jaw off it all, all you want, trash talk all you want in the middle of the game, in the heat of the moment. The game is over. Yeah, it's been over for quite some right. time. This is the equivalent of like lighting up a quarterback while he's trying to take a knee and then recovering the fumble and taking it to the house. Right. You proved nothing. Yeah. You just proved that you can take out a quarterback while he's taking a knee. Yeah. Like, it, it, which it's, my five year old nephew could probably do. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yes, I, I saw some, some great jokes about it. Honestly, in my opinion, talking trash while you're down 50 points is the same equivalent of like, you ever seen that joke where someone holds out their hand and puts it on the person's forehead and the other person who's being <laughs> yeah. held is just swinging, <laughs> sure. but not connecting on anything. That's pretty much what that was. That to Maya yeah. when we were kids. That's like, that's like my little niece or nephew, like hitting me with a Lego and me just like gently pushing them over. Oh my God. Do you do that? I said gently. I said gently. That's not better. You're still pushing little kids over. Listen. Zach, They're like nine. They're fine. Still not good. I'm not actually like, I'm not bawling my fist like, bah! I'm just picturing you just like roundhousing a kid. It's like, you know my like lazy boo yeah, like my boo. Sure. Uh, that's basically that shove is the equivalent of my lazy <laughs> boo. I just sort of, I just sort of go like this. I just kind of terrible radio, but I just sort of like flick them and then you're fall still over. justifying. It is justifying a kid. Hey, it's listen, not justified. If little Johnny wants to hit me in the face with his plastic hockey stick. I can give him a little shove over. Oh, my God. I (laughs) pray for your kids. Oh, my God. The funniest part of that is I don't have nieces or nephews, so I got you all worked up about that. You think I know you don't have nieces and nephews. I know your family very well. It's just still the justification was there. Listen, you might be justified on it. No, you're not. Could be. I need you to get this through your head. Okay. You're not justified when you shove a little I'm, child. I'm over. not saying shove hard like a light shove. It's not <laughs> like a little ooh. Oh my little god. Kick. <laughs> I'm glad you missed me say little kick. I heard it. I just <laughs> ignored it. I'm gonna go pull some like some of the like the people sweet who legs. <laughs> finish him. Um, I'm gonna pull some of the people in my office that have kids and see what they say yeah no I'm, I'm let's like, find out would you be angry if like your kid was being an ass through a lego no let's make sure it's the same scenario like through a lego at you yeah sure if there's a le- like lego at my face and then they you know just boop. but we'll figure that out that's for another time i'm gonna be right just calling you right now i don't know you haven't met my coworkers. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, Shout out to the company you work for. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just lots of sociopaths. <laughs> There's like nine of them that listen to this. So. Um, but anyway, let, let's let's move towards the more serious uh, oh. 
You're not excited to talk I about don't this. Want to. I'll let I'll let you. Which one do you want to talk about first? Neither. <laughs> um, no, let's talk about the Miles Garrett one. All right. So Thursday night football: Steelers, Browns. Browns won. Yeah. Game was over. Sure did. Um, Steelers are out there. Basically, one last gasp, and Miles Garrett, defensive uh, lineman for the uh, Cleveland Browns, former. Drives <laughs> uh, drives Mason Rudolph, the quarterback for the Steelers, down into the ground. Probably a little harder than he should have. Was on top of him for a second there, and a fight ensued. If you look at some camera angles, if you look at the camera angles coming out of the back of the end zone, you see Mason Rudolph pulling at Garrett's helmet. You see Garrett get up, rip Rudolph's helmet off his head without even flinching. They're getting broken up by alignment. And the big moment from the entire fight, he takes Rudolph's helmet, swings it like an axe over his head, and connects and nails Rudolph. He does. A brawl and just continues to ensue. He gets jumped by <laughs> the... That's a, No, it's funny because it's such a good description that I hadn't thought of. But yeah, yeah he got jumped. He got absolutely jumped after that. Uh, Pouncey... Maurice Pouncey, the center uh, for the Steelers, was kicking at him, punching him while he was laying on the ground. One of the other linemen was on top of it. It was absolute chaos. Uh, Rudolph, after he got hit in the head, just, I think it's the biggest crybaby move of all time, sticks out his arms and starts looking for a referee to do something, and then he gets lit up by another guy. Do um, you think that's the biggest crybaby? I think that is a huge crybaby move. If a guy swings a helmet at you, your first move cannot just be stick out your arms. <laughs> like that cannot be the first move. Like, but that's like, it's complete chaos. It's like he's going, but I'm special. Yeah, he's. <laughs> it, it's like the let's bring. Let's. <laughs> That's not the segue I wanted. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, um, let's go back to, like, the little kid argument. Sure. That's the equivalent of a little kid, like, punching their sibling, and then when they get hit back, going and screaming for mom. Like, Sounds that's like essentially that's what happened he did. To you. He looked at the referee like they were his parents, put his arms out, and started screaming. Did do Gracie something. do that to you? What? Did Gracie do that to you? I'm sure she did at some point. I can't remember <laughs> off the top of my head, but I, I wouldn't put it past her. Gracie just liked to snitch on me anytime anything Gracie went wrong. Gracie was a snitch? Yeah, Gracie's a snitch. That's absolutely shocking to me. Yeah, she was the Takashi 6ix9ine of our <laughs> household. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't do anything. I don't think I don't think either one of us snitched a whole lot. Sorry, I'm looking at Maya right now. Okay. <laughs> so there's Emma's little sister's in the room. She just said, eh, so that's making me believe Emma was a snitch. I don't think I was, though. You know how many oh, times look, I covered Maya, was you? Emma a snitch? Blink once if I'm right. All right, that was a big blink. So. I covered for you so many times on so much shit that you did. Okay. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. I don't know. I could have stolen like, like I could have. We had could have had Lucky Charms. I could have taken one marshmallow out. Gracie would have looked at me. Zach stole marshmallows. Oh, shit. Like Gracie was a full on snitch. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. But you, you know, know what? I respect her all the more for it. It be like that sometimes. Um, but this whole this whole situation has it stirred a lot of controversy this week, um, because people are calling Miles Garrett a fake fake thug. A lot of players in the NFL Jesus. have been calling him out, saying he's a dirty player. Well, it wasn't a clean this. hit. No, it was. I mean, it's it's a dirty move 
by all accounts. And he should be suspended. Like, let's get that very clear. He is. Yeah, I know. And so, yeah. So I'm saying, like, they're justified in that. Like, he absolutely should have gotten the punishment that he got. Right. And so you're in a situation here. And, and here, this is the hockey player kind of thinking on it. Oh, no. I'm fine with fighting. I don't care. If you have to fight, sort it out. But the second you bring a piece of equipment into it and use it as a weapon, that is a different category that you were falling into. Right. Because that that could have done serious damage. Right. Well, think about it. He hits him with the crown of that helmet and hits him or hits him on the crown of the head. Yeah. Instead of side, that could cause some damage. Yeah. That's a much harder point than hitting him with the ear cup where it re- will reverb and crunch down a little bit. Yeah. So I'm fine. I You're going to get in trouble for fighting. Yeah. But if you're going to do it, you shouldn't do it like that. Yeah, it was a bad move. It was a real bad move. Right. Like, I've seen guys, we had a kid one time, he brought a stick into a fight, and, like, he started getting, guys started fighting with him, and he took his stick, and he just whacked a dude over the back with it, and he got mauled. Good. And, like, his own teammates were pulling him off the ice and just throwing him out, pretty much, because it's unacceptable. Well, there's, like, an unspoken rule of etiquette when it comes to fights. Exactly. But, so... I want to get that off the table. I understand shit happens. It's an emotional game. You're going to fight. But the second you turn your helmet into a weapon, that's when you've crossed a a very far away line. Yeah. So fallout from this. um, Garrett is suspended indefinitely. Pouncey is suspended for a couple of games. I didn't see anything on Mason Rudolph, any sort of suspension that he should have gotten. I personally believe that he should have been suspended as well. I agree. Not for the same amount of time, but if you watch the clip, like the way that he grabs the helmet, like it's not good. <laughs> no, I, I think, and it's less even that. I think they were the two main focal points of that fight. And well, I think, well, mm, I don't like that argument very much, but he, cause he, that's I, like saying if I got beat up, they're like, Oh, well she was a part of it. No, but I, I want you to hear me what I'm saying on this out. They were the two main focal points on that fight because after the incident went to the ground, Rudolph gets up and pursues Garrett. That pursuit led to the helmet being swung like an ax onto his head. Not saying it's right, not justifying it in any way. Frankly, Miles Garrett outweighs Mason Rudolph by 40 pounds. He could have just suplexed him through the earth and it would have been fine. (laughs) Um, But he didn't need to use a weapon. Right. But, uh, there needs to be a suspension there because you're the reason this happened. You are also responsible for this fight. Sure. You could have gotten up. You could have walked away. You could have dusted yourself off. Could have cried to the refs. You could have cried to the refs. Just stick your arms out. Sure. If you're going to do, if you're going to do it when he hits you after using the helmet, you may as well do it when he slams you into the ground. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's the other part too. I don't understand why he retaliated on being slammed into the <laughs> ground and not being hit with a helmet. Um, but there needs to be across the board punishment. Three players were ejected. It's embarrassing. Baker Mayfield handled everything he was asked correctly, which was a little surprising. What were I thought his he was going to be, a, yeah, I thought he was going to be a little more hot headed about it, but he was very professional. Um, he said it's completely inexcusable. There's no place for that. He hurt our team. He knows he hurt our team. He has to take responsibility. And nice. that's true. He did hurt their team. Oh, sure. Um, and so, and he, here's the almost another piece of fallout from this. 
They won that game. And I don't hear anyone talking about how they have won a game, how they're kind of seem to be hitting a stride a little bit. And that they was a big game to win better. too. Right. They haven't beat the Steelers and the Ravens in the same season in their history. Yeah. And so that was a big momentum game for their season and actions at the end of a game that you had already won have now taken some of that momentum, at least in my opinion, away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think when you're a part of a team and something like that happens, you don't come into the next game a little nervous. Like, you know that more people are going to be watching you for the wrong reason now. And, and that's that's a good point to hit on. People are paying attention to them Whoa. now for the wrong reason. Yeah. They're not looking at the Browns saying they're hitting their stride. They have a chance. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but you could make an but argument. But they have a better that. chance than they've had in quite some time. Right. And you could say, okay, things are moving in the right direction. Now you're looking at it saying this team's stepping backwards. They're undisciplined. They're making mistakes. This writing was on the wall, frankly, for something like this all game. I'm not going to go as far to say there was like a bounty gate kind of situation going on like we saw with the Saints a few years ago. Right. But you had, I think, two tar- two targeting calls, one that resulted in a- an ejection, one that made a guy's ear bleed. Jesus. He was hit so hard through the side of his helmet. I mean, it was textbook targeting. You had Juju go down because of a hit to the head. And so the writing on the wall for something to pop off at the end of the game or a fight to happen, it was there. It was going to happen. Sure. And so, so it's like disappointed, but not surprised, right? Disappointed, but not surprised. The Browns are being looked at as now. Okay. Well, they, they play kind of dirty all game. Now they're, yeah. So now end. it's not dirty player. It's dirty team, right? Their defensive end took his helmet, which he's going to take the brunt of it. And he assaulted Mason Rudolph with it. Um, it's just an ugly situation and it is not as a, organization i'm sure it is not at all what they would want to have happened at the end of that game not what you want i think it's safe to say so not what you want there is a lot of speculation and we're gonna go into this saying it is speculation huge disclaimer on this we had like (laughs) a conversation about whether we should even bring this up but i ended up agreeing with what zach said about it is important to address all sides of an issue just to show that we are unbiased in this right and so there's speculation, and you've probably seen it if you pay any attention, or if we're only your only source this is the first time you're hearing about it. Um, but the Mason Rudolph, um, not known as a super as a super great guy off the field, I think that's <laughs> safe to say. Um, he, I you want to talk about it a little bit? You were the one that saw the tweet essentially from a kid who was saying. Okay, sure. So there was a tweet that went out that said that um, Mason Rudolph, who was the one who was hit with the helmet, just so we're clear on that. Yeah, the Steelers quarterback. Right. So he went into a press conference and he said, you know, oh, I'm not going to just like let a bully, whatever. But the big word there is bully. So the tweet said, like, really? I went to high school with Mason Rudolph and he was the bully. And he went into detail, some detail about some incidences where... Was that the right word? That yeah, whatever. Instances, um, sure. Where he was locked into a porta potty, and then Rudolph and his friends tipped it over. Where he was made to lick urinals by Rudolph. Where Rudolph stuck a spork into his ear until it bled. Like pretty dark shit. Right. 
and there, there's some speculation flying around that Rudolph's not the most, uh, I guess we'll say racially, racially tolerant, racially tolerant individual, yeah. uh, and that he may have said some words there. Miles Garrett declined to address what was said when. Well, who asked him to address it? The reporters. So okay. the media after Got the it. game in the locker room asked, "Hey, was there anything said by Mason?" And he basically shakes it off and declines to talk about it. Which I think says a lot. It says a lot. It's indicative of something. I don't know what was said between the two. And obviously, as we said before, this is speculation. Yeah, we don't have to assume it was a slur. Right. But I don't think it's completely unrealistic to assume that something may have been said. But still, at that effect, it doesn't excuse using a weapon as an axe and bringing it down on someone's head. Right. Just punch him in the face. But I think even if, like, even if there was something said by Rudolph that mm-hmm. doesn't mean it was a slur. It could have just been something that was mean. Sure. Also true. Um, but yeah, just punch him in the face, Miles. Just do it. Sure. Um, other end of that too, the spin on this sort of Miles Garrett leads the league in late hits. He leads the league in penalties after the whistle. He is one of the highest penalized players in the league right now. He's um, all, nearly unquestionably a dirty player. Right. And so there, there's been... I mean, th- we've had three instances now this year. The late hit on Trevor Simeon that cost him his season. Right. It shattered his ankle. Yeah. Um, the punch at Delaney Walker during their game against the Titans. And now we've had the tomahawk chop. And that's yeah. excluding all the other late hit penalties. <laughs> tomahawk chop? Yeah, we're going to call it tomahawk chop. Holy shit. Um, I thought we were just going to blow past that. <laughs> that casual reference. I, I like it. I think tomahawk <laughs> chop works. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah. So, ugly situation. Obviously, and now just watching the Lions game, right? Players just got in each other's faces. Danny Amendola tr- talking trash, which is always a treat. Um, but heading from one controversy head first into another, this is the one that makes me the most nervous to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack with there's it. There's so much, and there's so many like nuances and small things that like makes this an incredibly difficult thing to go about as like a journalist talking about this. Right. Um, so we're, we're going to, let's start with Stephen A. Smith because believe it or not, there was controversy and Stephen A. Smith was one of the loudest people about it. <laughs> what? That's uh, yeah, crazy. So he released a v- video um, about Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. and his, it's about open tryout or practice or however you, we'll call it a pro day. Yeah, it's about three minutes long, and it's got over three million views right now. Right. And so he essentially goes into detail on he, – he calls Colin Kaepernick a martyr. No, he says he wants to be a He martyr. wants to be a martyr. He doesn't want to play. He's not serious about playing because if you don't know what happened um, – Yeah, I the, think talk a little bit about what happened first. Right. The NFL gave Colin Kaepernick – Nick and his camp noticed that they were going to have teams out for essentially a pro day for him. It was going to be held at the Falcon Stadium. There were going to be no cameras, no me- uh, limited media coverage from everything that we saw, and no recordings sent out. Colin Kaepernick and his camp said no. They don't agree with that. They don't want that. There has to be media. There has to be... S- some sort of video evidence for it. So they moved the practice from the NFL's facility 
uh, which they had the Falcons facility, to a high school in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So that, and then they YouTube lived it. They recorded the whole thing. Kaepernick used his own receivers um, at the practice, and so there's some things to unpack with that. Coming from your perspective, do you want to talk a little bit about what you thought? So I agree with part of what Stephen A. said, and okay. I want to be sure that we're saying it's only part of it. Sure. Um, because I do completely, I will say I completely understand where Colin Kaepernick is coming from, and I want it to be clear that I have never had an issue with him before. When he was kneeling, I was somebody who was always totally fine with that, and I do think the NFL has treated him badly. All right, so let's just get out, that out of the way. However, I agree with Stephen A. when he says that Kaepernick is obsessed with controlling the narrative. I understand why Kaepernick is obsessed with controlling the narrative, but I do think that's a fact. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Kaepernick wants to play or not, and I think the fact that he was, like, changing, like, changing the venue and saying he wants his own receivers and saying things like that, I don't know. To me, it's a little fishy. Okay. But... I also understand why he would want it recorded. I just, and see, this is, to me, this is the trickiest part of it because I get why he would want it recorded because if it wasn't recorded, the NFL could just say, oh, he was bad. That's why we didn't hire him. Whatever. Right. He wants people to see, hey, I'm actually doing well. Like, I haven't lost anything. Whatever he wants them to see. However, I also agree that with this situation, the public should not... God, see, and I don't even want to say it like that. Like, it's not up to the public to decide who should be on an NFL team. If you're doing a private workout, it's up to those teams to say if they want you or not based on everything that you come with. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I understand why he wants it recorded, but I don't know if it should have been streamed on YouTube. I understand both sides of the argument of why they wanted what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think that no one can be completely objective about this and certainly not the commenters on Stephen A's YouTube video right. because everyone's talking about, you know, like their opinions on whatever. And I think that's all going to be shifted by your political affiliation. I think, all right. So it, I, I want to look at this from a different perspective than I feel like a lot of people are taking on it. Okay. When you're coming out of college, when you're trying out for an NFL team, you know, when your pro day is going to be. You set it up. There's media. There's teams. You get to use your wide receiver, wide receivers from your school that you've been comfortable with working with for the entire season. There is press there so that they can assess how you're doing, how you're playing. The court of public opinion, whether we want to acknowledge it or not as a deciding factor, it does kind of matter. Because if you don't have... I, I don't want to say I, I want to say a couple of things on this. This is one a little tone deaf by the NFL to not have media present. Sure. Completely tone deaf because you're missing if you want to get rid of this narrative that you're the one controlling his entrance back into the NFL, then how can you then go go and double back and say, Well, we're gonna completely control the situation. No media, our rules, you can only do what we want to do. And we a thousand percent agree on this. Right. So there's that issue where they are completely tone deaf and not understanding what it would imply by them saying, you can't have media there. You can't have cameras there. We're controlling. You have to use our wide receivers, blah, 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 whatever. So there's that. 
Then there's the issue of because it's not being recorded. Yeah, in theory, they could then go behind his back and say, well, he didn't play well. Doesn't matter what he said. The scouts could then say, oh, he didn't play well, blah, blah, blah. The NFL could say he didn't play well. That's why I didn't get on team. But if there's no video evidence whatsoever to show that he didn't play well, then, I mean, who's to actually say? Then it's his word. Then once again, it's his word against theirs where they're the ones keeping him out of the league. He didn't get a fair shot, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And we're back to square one. It the, fixes nothing. The only thing I'll say about that, because I do understand your your points there, with the college thing. Right. If you're a random college player, the court of public opinion, not hugely influential. If you're Colin Kaepernick, it's hugely influential. So, like, if you're looking at this as, like, um, the combine, like, that's one thing. That's when you're looking at college players, you're seeing how they stack up. When you're looking at Colin Kaepernick, you're looking at, like, an activist. And right. you're saying, okay, the personality is the primary thing that we look at when we're talking about Colin Kaepernick at this point. So the court of public opinion does have a huge impact on this, much more than it would have if this was a regular combine. But I, I don't see – that's where I disagree, though, because we've had players come out of college before where – you go, okay, he might be a good player, but the attitude isn't there. Sure, but have we ever seen something on this scale? No. Like, yeah, when we're looking at Baker Mayfield, it's like, oh, yeah, he's amazing, but, you know, we disagree about his attitude, whatever. You're looking at Colin Kaepernick. You're looking at someone who started a political movement. Which I agree on, and no, we haven't seen someone on that same level, but I think that's a little bit of an unfair bar to set for the situation. And frankly, the fact that he is so influential, the fact that he is so popular, that this is such a big deal. It's even more important for the NFL at that point to showcase. Yes, we gave him a fair shot to showcase. Yes, this is exactly what the trial looked like. This is how everything went down. This is the situation, the environment, everything that we saw is what you saw, not doctored, not edited, not controlled. And I understand that perspective too. That's why, and to your point, yeah, it doesn't. When it's the court of public opinion on a random college player, for the most part, doesn't matter because we're not the ones drafting him. Well, because you'll get a few tweets about it, whatever, and it won't matter. But with this Colin Kaepernick thing, oh my God, I imagine how many tweets it would be if I looked up his name on Twitter right now. But the fact that we would have, in theory, or would have had, in theory, more visibility on a random college player from a random school. And we would have had an easier time being able to voice our opinion on their talent versus one of the most controversial, influential, however you want to look at players ever. Because at this point, he's probably a Probably, yeah, the most. Right. That says a lot. And that's an issue. I just, I, I just think from the NFL, you don't, God, I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. Like, you know signing Colin Kaepernick comes with a lot. And a lot of it depends on his personality. So say you're an NFL team and you're like, I don't want to hire this guy because to me he's incredibly angry and I don't want to be like around that whatever, whatever your opinion is. Right? Whatever I'm not their saying, theory is. I'm not whatever, saying yeah. that's my opinion. And you don't want to sign him for that reason. 
you don't want to look racist because that's what people are going to say about you at this point. If you don't want to sign him for some other aspect of his personality or something else, you don't think he will gel with a team, whatever, and you don't sign him, they're going to say, oh, well, you're racist. But yes, and that's a completely different perspective on looking at it from a team's point of view and not the league's point of view. A team, just because you're a... The league sucks. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But just because you're a team and you go to the tryout, you don't have to sign him. I know, but say your fans watch that. They now have seen the YouTube live. And they say, look, he was fine. Right. You didn't sign him, you're racist. I... I right. think it's fair to say there'd be comments like that, right? I think that it is fair to say there would, there would be comments like that, but I don't think you can go into this situation being hyper-concerned about every single comment you're going to get from your fans. There are going to be people that disagree with you picking up or not picking up him the same way there are going to be people who disagree with you picking up a player in the draft versus someone else who is available at the time. Yeah, There's, but we can't say that he's like every player in the right. draft. Right, and I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying – you're still going to get those comments regardless of who it is. Him being who he is, yeah, there's going to be more of it. Frankly, I thought the Lions should have picked up Colin Kaepernick. Sure. He looks like he's in great shape. I saw the video of him. Like, I watched his pro day. I saw all the clips from it. He looked like his arm was fine. Like, he looked like he still had a lot of arm talent. Stafford's out with a broken back right now. Jeff Driscoll's the quarterback. I don't think he's the future. Grab Colin Kaepernick. Why not? He's a good player. And frankly, he's better than a lot of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. At least he was. And I, there'd obviously be, obviously be an adjustment period, but if he's keeping himself in shape and he's doing all the right things, give him a shot. Why not? So the issue here, I don't think it lies with the teams picking him up or not picking him up. It's more the controversy surrounding why did he want so much control over this situation? And frankly, had I been blacklisted out of, in this case, the league and left out and felt like I was pushed out or whatever from the league for as long as he has, which has been three years, which is crazy to think about how quick that flew by. Yeah, that's because that feels like bonkers. (laughs) Um, But had I been pushed out like that for three years, I would want as much exposure on my shot, as fair of a shot, as much of an opportunity as possible. Which I think is fair. And once again, I think I don't think that that is an unreasonable thought to have. If you're Colin Kaepernick, I don't think that was unreasonable at all. Right. To have media, to have video. So and plus, what's the point of not having film? What, what, what does that do? Like, if not having any sort of coverage there because it, it just, even as an outsider looking in, it just kind of looks bad. Right. It does look like the NFL wants to control. This is a battle of power right. is what it ends up being. Like, at the end of the day, we're looking at an individual and an organization that are battling for power. But and the who NFL both has so already scared. lost that battle. I know. I agree. I completely they, agree. They've lost it, frankly. They've lost it. And they look bad opinions. in this. They look bad in this. They don't it look good It wasn't handled right. That. They gave his him and his team like three days notice. Yeah. They also did it on a Saturday in the middle of a season. What NFL team, what NFL head coach, owner, GM, 
is going to be able to go to a Saturday pro day in the middle of the season. Yeah. They're busy. Saturday is a travel day in the NFL. That is getting to the location that you are going to be at playing on Sunday. And if you're playing in the UK, I think it's Friday. Right. So what head coach has time to be there? You've got team meetings on Saturdays. You're going over game plans. You're this finalizing is why you need what you're going to do. This is why you need the film. And it's not even that, too. It's don't give this guy in his camp three days notice and then and then have a pro day in the middle of a Saturday in the middle of the season. And then say there's no media. No, the and, NFL looks bad here. Right. I think that's safe to say, and I think we completely agree on that. And they look like the ones who were trying to take control and who were not giving him a fair shot. Like when you right. put all the facts up like that, it looks fishy. And that's what I've said this whole time is like, right. I don't think the NFL went about this the right way. Um, it just, it's very weird. And I don't, and I think part of that is because no one, no organization, no sports organization has ever dealt with something on right. this scale before. And I think that's why I, I completely support his decision to have it at a high school. I support his decision to have his receivers there. If he wants his shot, if he wants to prove how good he is, frankly, it doesn't matter who's catching the ball. I mean, to a level. I can't go out there and catch the ball for Colin Kaepernick. It can be a good metric of his <laughs> no, success. No, let's see that. I'd like but to see it. <laughs> he's going to like he's gonna be like, run a go, and he's going to throw it 20 yards over my head because I'm not fast enough. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much what would happen there. So having his people there, his receivers, whatever. That's minor. Having cameras there so that, yeah, people can see his talent. Yes, that makes sense. Addressing the media after talking to them and it, like basically saying, I'm ready. I've said I'm ready. 25 teams here today. 25 teams are still at the high school representatives. Yeah. Saying I'm ready. And not playing by the rules that, in theory, have kept you out of the league for so long. Fine with it. Now, if he gets team interviews and he wants a job and he starts working for a job, that'll be the proving point. As soon as he starts, if he gets interviews with these teams, which I'm kind of, I, frankly, I hope he does because I think he is a very talented player. So, at the end of this, right? do you think he gets picked up? Based on everything you saw, based on all the factors, do you think he gets picked up? I'm not holding out hope that he will be picked up. I, I, I think teams are scared of controversy. I think organizations are scared of controversy. I think what a lot of groups are going to see is only controversy. A and I don't think that's fair. I, I get where they're coming from. And I see, I can see that perspective if we wanted to put it in their lens. But at the end of the day, he's a talent. He could be a benefit to a team. I don't, if I was an owner or a GM and I was in the position of, say, you're the Broncos and Brandon Allen's your quarterback. Sure. Or if you're the Steelers and Mason Rudolph's your quarterback, oh, who God. threw four interceptions against the Browns before getting Tomahawk chopped. <laughs> so. So. I, I I don't see the issue in going and picking him up. And if you your scouts are able to assess and they say, yeah, he's good enough. He's in shape. He looked good. He looked in shape. I'm not an expert, but I can't throw a ball 60 yards through the air. 
Sure. So that's more. That's way more than I could do back there. It looks like it's more than Mason Rudolph could do back there. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's more than Brandon Allen can do back there. There's no harm in picking him up. So Intriguing. And so there's been a lot of player reaction. Uh, Eric Reed, I, him and Stephen A. kind of got into it on Twitter. Do you want me to read? I would love for you to dive into that real quick. All right. So here is what... And this is all in response to Stephen A's video. Yeah. So Stephen A posted his initial 30 or not 33 minute video. This is what Eric Reed responded with. At Stephen A Smith, Malcolm X said, "If you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing." You embody this quote. You, Malcolm Jenkins and Jay-Z prance around doing the NFL's bidding to try to bury Colin. I stand for truth and justice above all else. You are mistaken by thinking that because you or anybody is black that you are spared from my criticism, especially when you've been so blatantly on the NFL side in corruption, in corrupting their own process to hinder Colin's employment. Stephen A. responded with, the more you talk, the more ridiculous you sound. And it's a very, very long thing. Would you like me to read that as well? You, You may as well. All right. Stephen A. says, actually, it's worse than I thought since you're the one tweeting at me hours before a damn game. And speaking of the game, weren't you in Atlanta in attendance for Kaepernick's workout yesterday before having to leave early to play for a team in a league you're feeling so oppressed by? Wasn't that you? Just asking. Hold on. I have more. That same Malcolm X, who we all revere for life, you just brought up, acknowledged that there were slight errors in his thinking. (laughs) Sorry, that's weird to me. You didn't bring that up. You, Eric Reed, went through the same process Cap was supposed to go through, and you're still playing on Sunday. But you didn't bring that up. And unlike you, walking around and doing nothing but bitching at every turn, myself and many others in the media who have religiously called out the NFL for blackballing Cap, we've religiously highlighted the unfairness of it all, and some of us have worked behind the scenes trying to help Jay-Z and others in their quest to get Cap back in the league. Meanwhile, what is Eric Reed doing? Complaining like he wants to be on first take. Oh, God. Failing to stop the run on Sundays, talking shit about the NFL at every turn, but asking for that check, no doubt, yet I'm the one tap dancing. Why? Because I'm gainfully employed while trying to remind youngsters out here of the pitfalls that lie in wait. Meanwhile, someone like you continues to throw professionalism, decorum, and decency into the wind, sending folks down a dead-end path, all because your boy isn't getting precisely his way when no one gets their way. So who's the sellout? Guess what? It's neither of us. We just have a difference of opinion. I still respect the hell out of your immature, belligerent self, but I'm going to call it like I see it. Kaepernick made a mistake the way he handled all this, if he really wants a job in the NFL period. And your contribution to all of this doesn't help. It hurts. It ain't about being wrong. It's about you needing to grow the hell up. Your decision, your life, do you. Simply put, Stephen A is uh, very opinionated as he always is on this topic. Certainly. (laughs) Um, But yes, it's been, as we've addressed, there's plenty of controversy to go around here. And there's plenty of speculation to go around. In summary, I think that's the best way to close on it. Yeah. I think I'm fine with everything he – I'm fine with him wanting media there. I'm fine with him wanting to throw to receivers that he's been throwing to. The same – if you're going to call it a pro day, he should be able to have a pro day the same way everybody else has a pro day. Yeah. It shouldn't be controlled by the NFL how he has his pro day. Yeah. Um, I I also think the scheduling thing in the middle of the season on a Saturday – it sucks. Giving him only three days notice before it actually happens is even worse. 
that's not proper time. You know your pro day as a college player coming out months in advance. And I know we've talked about it. It's not technically the same thing. Mm -hmm. But if a college kid at a university, won't say Akron, if a kid at Akron University knows his pro day is going to be in April on this date at this time, he has this much time to prepare for it. Why can't you give the guy at least two, three weeks notice? Yeah. And you, they, I, I heard, well, the NFL probably didn't know that they were going to have this. Bullshit. They knew they were doing this a while ago. You could have reached out and said something. So. <sighs> so then my thoughts right. are, I feel bad for both parties. I think the, I NFL, the NFL on this. Uh, Kind of, I guess. Just because I think any way they do this, they're going to be criticized. That's the only reason I feel bad for them. However, the NFL sucks. <laughs> they handled this incredibly poorly. I think the absence of media was uh, clearly done with bad intention. And I think it was so they could control the narrative. However, I think Kaepernick, also, Kaepernick desperately wants to control the narrative. Which, like I said, I understand wanting to do based on the way he's been treated in the past. I feel terrible for him. Um, I also think that the team owners like coming into this are in a very uncomfortable position. And I think that any way you go about this isn't going to look great. All right. With that being said. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. With all of that being said, be sure to follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at easy sports pod. And you know what? Let us know what you think about this. I'm curious. Yeah. I'll put out um, no put wrong out answers. I take that back immediately. There are wrong answers. <laughs> there are a lot of wrong answers. D miss us with the wrong answers. <laughs> I'll, I'll put out something on every social media platform asking your guys' opinion so you have the opportunity to comment. Let us know what you feel. And you know what? While you're there, recommend us to a friend. Yeah. Throw a follow our way. Tell your friends. Rate and review. You're already there. So, you know, just in one extra click. <laughs> I think it's like two stars, then submit. It's one extra. Oh, well, I'm talking about follow. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the stars, yeah. You're asking a lot right now. You told them to follow all the social media accounts and rate and review I've asked us. that every week. Yeah, you they do. They should expect the consistency. <laughs> it is consistent. Um, But yes, thank you so much for joining us in the Easy Sports Podcast. We will be back with another episode next week. Um, Oh, you know what we forgot? Oh, uh, what? College football. Oh, well, the too much to cover. The, yeah. We're, we're, the already at, we're already at our uh, at our time limit. So R.I.P. Tua. Yeah, I, I guess feel so bad for him. Yeah, me too. That's awful. Um, but anyway, we'll see you guys next week with another episode.